Welcome to Teach Your Passion Online, the weekly podcast for passionate people who want to build online businesses. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Matthew Chapman here today, and I'm with Barry and Laura Ash from Rock Solid Health. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. It's lovely to ta- lovely to talk to you. Yeah, um, it's nice to have you on. You've had quite a unique journey into sort of the fitness, health and online business. Do you want to share where you kind of started with this business? Yeah, well, I've, I started way back uh, when I left school. I was interested in being a, uh, in the fitness industry. So I went straight in um, to working in a local gymnasium, worked my way up to deputy manager and sort of fitness has been in my blood ever since. Um, I left the uh, sports centre to become a prison officer. Uh, just, okay. because, uh, <laughs> just because I met lots and I wanted to earn more money and I wanted to get a house. And you know the things you do when you grow up. So the fitness industry wasn't paying a great deal. So I, I jumped ship and I joined the prison service. But Three years of walking the land is looking after all the prisoners and so forth. I still had that burning desire to do fitness and look after people's health. So the great thing about being in the prison service is that they've got a PE department. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I went away for 16 weeks to the National Sports Centre of Lillishaw to train to become a PTI in the prison service. So what that entails is me looking after all the prisoners, teaching them. I've become a teacher trainer in there, teaching them to become personal trainers, fitness instructors, and sports therapists as well and I ended up heading up the the healthcare centre within the gymnasium teaching them to become um, ambassadors when they went out in the community they could actually work within the health community out there helping people live healthier lifestyles so that was my job but about seven years into doing that um, Loz set up rock solid and I made the decision to jack all of the prison service in the the nice wage that was coming in, the security of the job, the pension that goes <laughs> along with it, the the annual leave that you get, the sickness pay you to get, all the benefits you get from that, jump ship and go um, go solo and join Loz with Rock Solid. And it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made because the fulfilment you get from um, working in your own business and planning your own life and what you put in is what you get out and rock solid is just growing and growing and growing it is it's a passion of ours more than a job that's that's awesome a bit of a strange uh, jump from leisure center to prison <laughs> warden <laughs> like did you just see an advert for it or did you just go no, I don't know. literally a lad walked into the into the gym and he was telling me that we was talking about money as you normally do, and he was on like 35 grand a year. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of money for me being on seven grand a year. And he goes, yeah, it's, it's easy. We just, you, it's people pleasing. Basically, you're just dealing with people, talking to people and money in the day. I'll, I'll give that a go. And I knew there was a, a route into the gym then. So I thought if I didn't like doing that, I could actually still specialize as a, in the fitness industry in there. Yeah. So I did jump ship and I, he read my mind. I, I weren't keen on walking the landings. I wasn't keen on doing the day-to-day task. I still had that burning desire of keeping fit, helping people with their health. And yeah, I, I got in the gym as soon as I possibly could. Then. That is that's a cool, that's a really cool story. Love it. And Laura, how about you? How did you get into this world? 
I've never been into fitness. I oh. hated it. I shirked it at every possible avenue when I was younger. Not like Baz, born like with dumbbells in his hands straight away. <laughs> um, but um, I I joined the police force back in 2004. Um, and the only reason I really got massively into health and fitness was because I had to pass the police test because you have to do like a fitness test to get in yes um so I started like working out and that's when I discovered I had baby guns coming you know biceps um <laughs> and I was quite impressed with that so so I kind of that's you know how I got into the um fitness space really but I joined the police force in 2004 and you know um my goal was to be in firearms and dog unit and tack team. So I wanted to be very active within the police. Um, but unfortunately, a few years in, I started to become really unwell, um, you know, having sort of um, depressive episodes um, and then massive high episodes. And in 2009, I was diagnosed with um, bipolar and OCD. And from that point onwards, um, a lot of my regular duties were taken away from me just because um, I wasn't able to cope, basically, with the stimulation of the job. Mm. Um, and I applied for a role within the counterterrorism unit locally, and I, I, uh, I got it. Um, but unfortunately, the job just became a bit too stressful with my condition. And in 2012, I went to see the forced medical doctor, and he said to me, look, you either medically retire yourself or we do it for you. Ah. Um, so I made the decision to medically retire myself. And from that point forward, I was not allowed to step back into the police station. And it took them from the September 2012 all the way round to June 2013 for it finally me to be medically retired so I had all that time to kind of sit and think and contemplate about what I was going to do because I was 33 years old I've been medically retired I've got a mental health condition you know I couldn't really see too many people giving me um, a job so I kind of went on a bit of a soul searching mission within that time and you know we look back at how we had managed to manage my mental health um, and what had worked and we we figured out what worked was having good nutrition moving your body getting some sleep drinking the water and understanding what was going on upstairs mm. and so that's when we uh, upstairs I mean like you know in your brain um, and that's when we decided that we would basically start rock solid and we would help people with their health and well-being when we first started Matt I won't lie to you we went into the whole body transformation thing um and you know we were doing kind of like before and afters and not that there's anything wrong with that but we so soon realized that they were very short-term fixes for long-term problems yes um and when I faced a big breakdown in 2017 um because of burnout that's when we decided that we was going to put our stake in the ground and we was really going to focus on health and well-being. Um, and that's when we invented our six pillars and really just decided that, you know, we were kind of done with the weight loss side of it. And we really wanted to help people mentally, physically and emotionally. Oh, wow. What a story. And do you think <laughs> uh, your time in the police like triggered your, your, the issues that then came on? Do you think if you had a different job, it would have been different or? 
So here's the thing. It's like when I look back, um, I definitely was showing OCD tendencies from the age of four and bipolar tendencies, especially around my teenage years. Um, but around the time where I had my big diagnosis, um, we'd moved out and I was living with my parents because we were in between buying a new home. You went to Lillashaw. I was doing shift work. Crashed your car. I crashed my car oh, um, in a really bad motorway accident. And everything basically all come to a head. And they do usually say around sort of mid to late 20s, if you are going to have some sort of um, condition like bipolar, it will start to come out around that sort of age. So I kind of fell nicely into that bracket. But I often sit back and I think, what if? But then I I kind of see my journey as a bit of a gift that's been bestowed on me so that I can then give back. Um, You know, like one person might listen to this today and be in a similar position and and get some inspiration from it and so there you go my uh, my lifetime you know thing on this earth has been fulfilled if you like yeah no, no i understand and i feel often the same way um so you decided both to obviously focus on fitness and health and um taking care of yourselves and, and other people why did you decide to go online did you go physical first was it like you started training people physically or did you go straight to online yeah we um we went physically first obviously we we built a little gym on the side of the house and we was having one-to-one clients coming in doing the actual body transformation so it was all about the physical body getting them to look the best they could and thinking that by looking the best you're going to feel your best but over this period of time we was thinking doing one-to-one transformations is great but it was so limited and the skill set me and Lod's got and the message we want to get out, doing one-to-ones, it wasn't hitting, hitting the mark. We want to hit more people. And the only way to hit more people nowadays is by going online. It's about putting our message out online so it can affect as many people as we possibly can. Well, we, we went online first of all, Matt, literally, um, I think it was 2015. Um, because we'd been running rock solid for a couple of years and we decided you know we could do this online so we started to do online body transformations oh right um yeah so we kind of went online in about 2015 um and then we then decided we wanted to open up a membership um which we've been running since i think it's 2017 um, and then it's just basically developed more and more there where we've got more higher end packages online. We've got group um, training online. We've got just courses that we sell online. And I just think it's, you know, we've been given the Internet and it's a fantastic tool. And it just enables, as Barry said, our skills and our abilities to be able to reach more and more people to the point now we've got clients all over the UK. We've got them in America And, you know, we've been able to travel to America for work all because of the Internet and the connections that we've made through what we do and what we speak about. Oh, that's that's really cool, isn't it? Um, Obviously, uh, I run an online business as well, and I speak to a lot of people who run online businesses. The thing they struggle with kind of most is marketing and finding customers. So when you guys started this up online, did you start with one person or did you have like a hundred already ready to go? How did it work for you? We, literally we had a we had a um a free facebook group going already 
um it's called weight loss well-being and from there we just put an advert in there and literally we had 50 people join on to the the paid membership straight away and (laughs) literally nowadays we we do um events and we do um challenges and then we we recruit from there because doing these challenges it's it's a nice way of getting to know the your clients before they actually come in and start working with you but, I mean, when we very, very first went online, we literally just told people, hey, look, this is what we're doing. We're mm-hmm. going online. Would you like to be one of the first to, to join us? Um, but I think one of the big things is in order to be able to get your business to thrive, you need to be able to get leads in. So there needs to be a strategy in terms of that. But the strategy, first of all, needs to be how can I help my market, my niche, whatever you want to call it, to solve a problem that they have right now and really invest in yourself in what is that problem and how can I help them? And then giving them something, obviously, to be able to help them, which then leads to an offer of if they want to come and work with us, then they can do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. And you mentioned challenges there. I'm not really familiar in my space with how challenges work. So do you want to explain how you kind of recruit people through challenges? Yeah, so we have, um, we, we've ran it since 2017, and it's a program called Freedom 7. And it's a seven-day program to help our guys with one of the most important struggles that they have, which is motivation and understanding the blocks and barriers as to why they can't be consistent and persistent with their health and well-being. Mm. And so what will happen is we'll um, put it out organically and then we'll put some ads behind it and we'll have anything from 160 to maybe 260 people in a group. And then each day what will happen is they'll have a small video that they need to watch and then some action off the back of it. And we literally take them on a journey from being demotivated on the verge of giving out to you know motivated understanding their blocks and barriers and more importantly with um clarity about what they need to do the next best step step that's right for them moving forward after it and it's a real transformation over a short period of time it's amazing uh so you kind of build a relationship with them during this time they get to know you get to know them um and that's kind of how you lead on to your paid product so is this a free free challenge is that how it it is a free challenge it is at the moment yeah definitely um we are obviously looking always at different um, strategies in order to help people because we only run it at certain few times a year but we understand within the health and fitness sector someone might wake up tomorrow and be like i need some help so it's like how can we make that accessible for that person that wakes up tomorrow morning yeah so how are you planning to do that you're going to have some sort of online version of it that's continually running or Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to make it <laughs> yes. into an evergreen, evergreen program. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely into an evergreen program because we don't want someone to have to wait. Um, no. You know, we, you know, if someone wakes up tomorrow morning, they need our help. There you go. Come and do this. That will help you mm-hmm. um, to get that immediate win for them. And are you aiming at a particular niche? Are you aiming at men in their forties or mums or, or is it for everyone? So we have kind of two niches because we've got a brand new program that we're actually um, going to be bringing out, um, Matt. And um, the brand new program has been inspired by lockdown because so many um, small business owners are going through burnout at the moment. Um, And definitely our new product is going to be aimed at 
small business owners, usually women, um, 45 plus, who have been working really hard. Maybe they've come out of corporate and they wanted to start their own business um, and they're facing burnout. So we want to help them, you know, with that to be able to get back in control and actually be more productive and creative and create that abundance within their business that they know that they they were born to do. Um, so that's kind of like the niche for our new one. Um, but the niche for our uh, membership site is very much, we tend to get a lot of um, females through, don't yeah. we? Um, but we stu- still do get men, but we mainly work with people who are sick and tired of the quick fix diet game, who have been yo-yo dieters for years and years and years, and they're sick and tired of it, and they want to be able to work on their health And they want to be able to do something that they can do for the rest of their lives um, that they never have to fail at again. Uh, Yes, which which is a lot of people, isn't it, out there in the world who struggled with yo-yo. I mean, I have personally as well. um, Obviously, I'm a martial arts and teacher, so I try and keep myself healthy. But, um, yeah, there is a definite group of people out in the world who, you know, go on a diet, cabbage soup diet, lo- lose loads of weight. And then, you know, as soon as they return to normal eating activity, it all goes back on. How do you, how do you motivate and counter people with that? I think the main emphasis we talk about is health because we've been lied to for so long with these quick fix diets plans and people are brought into the quick fixes now and they believe if they lose the weight, then they're going to be happy. If they lose the weight, they're going to feel this. If they lose the weight, they're going to feel that. But realistically, we can feel that whenever we want to feel it, but we just need to focus on health. How can I be healthy today rather than waiting for that weight loss to happen? And me and Loz are so passionate about the, the ethos about health comes first. Health is, should be our priority when it comes to whatever we do. And this is what we, we get our guys to start thinking about, is think about your health and your well-being rather than just that number on the scales or the dress size or whatever it is. It's really interesting you say, how, how do you motivate them? And here's the thing, Matt, we, we're in a firm camp that we can't do anything for you. You know, motivation, motion, that's where motivation comes from, motion. It's in the word if you break it down, you know. Hmm. And so we very much just get them to um, make a deal that, you know, they show up, they take ownership, they take responsibility. And we will be there to guide them and give them the tools, but we can't make those changes for them. Um, and the first thing that we do is they'll go through Freedom 7 and they'll work on their mindset first. So they realize that because sometimes people could can come to us and they're almost in this blame culture, um, whether they blame themselves or they blame the diet. And it's like, no, we need to take responsibility, understand that what we've done in the past has maybe not worked. Doesn't mean to say you're a failure. Um, but let's find something that works for you and try something different because people will try and go back to things. You know, we've, we've seen it so many times. Um, I mean, within our membership, um, we have morning and evening check-ins, which is their chance for them to be accountable, but we don't force them to post in it. It's entirely up to you. It's your own version. You make it your own, you know, and we're encouraging them each day to take responsibility and ownership because it, it builds confidence and it builds self-esteem when you do that kind of thing. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, so you've got this nice group of members who are part of your community is it a lot of work for you to take care of them all do you, are you constantly like dealing with meltdowns and issues or is it just 
just does it just work smoothly for you? Mm, no, Rich, amazing. Richie, our guys, I, I got to take my house from them. They are amazing. I don't know whether we've cultivated it or they've cultivated themselves, but when we do have someone with a meltdown or they're struggling or whatever it is, the group and the community literally they come around and they pick pick them up. Mm-hmm. And so we call them blips. And when we have blips, a lot of people will spend a month, two months, maybe in this blip moment. Within our group, the blips are not even a day long now because we they all come around and they pick each other up. And so, you know, it's birds of like feather flock together. And this is what's happened in the group. They're all picking each other up and they're carrying each other on this journey, which is amazing. And we've, you know, we've been working at this for what? six years now maybe um and so we've been able to really get a nice blueprint of how we call it f365 how f365 works and literally it's it's a lot easier to run now now we've got this this blueprint in place but the guys that we have in there matt are amazing as barry said they are the most loving giving supported community and partly i do feel that's because of the message that we give out we've attracted you know um those sorts of people because we've been open and honest about our journey um and i just think that you know they are our tribe and we're just naturally attracting these wonderful people to us yeah it's obviously you've led the way and they you know they like how you uh, you know your personalities and your energy so yeah. they're attracted to that and you attract similar people to yourself don't you so that's that's yeah. super cool um so you set this up many years ago have you had any problems on the journey or has it all been smooth sailing and lovely jubbly uh <laughs> there's always i think there's always little problems along the way but it's how you tackle those problems. I think one of the big issues that we've seen running a membership is overwhelm, right? Right. And making sure that you're not giving them too much information because it's overwhelming. But that's when you start to recognize your niche in terms of, right, what is it they're doing on a day-to-day basis? Like our guys are really busy, so they don't want to be sat watching an hour's podcast on something. Do you know what I mean? That's just not what's right for them so we do short little bits of snippet things um we'll always ask them and survey them would you like to see this did you like that do you know what i mean because we always emphasize it's about you um but when you run a membership a lot of people think i'll just put a membership up and chuck some stuff in there you you've really got to look after your people it's it's like it's like a garden you've got to nurture it the whole way through you've got to you've got to nurture the soil you've got to nurture the content you've got to sow the seeds and you've got to keep looking after your 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 clients in there and i think that's the key is, is 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 nurturing the the group as we go along, it's always continually evolving. Me and those are always thinking of different ideas to put in there and keep them inspired and keeping it fresh rather than then it just goes stagnant. Yeah, and you mentioned a really good point there about overwhelm and giving people too much because apparently one of the most common reasons why people leave a membership is they're overwhelmed with content and they can't get through it and they feel yeah. like a failure or they feel like uh, you they know just don't do it to do sh- and it stresses yeah. them out so I think you know that in the, on the head how did you discover that you know that you needed to not overwhelm your your members 
we just listened to them. And when somebody said they wanted to leave, we would ask them, can we ask your honest feedback? Um, and they just said it's it's overwhelming. Um, or we'd listen to like we offer um, SOS calls. So once a month, if they really need it, they can have a 15 minute call with us. You know, and sometimes when we get them on, on the phone, they would say that. So we'll listen to, you know, to all of that and we'll listen to, right, okay, how are you being overwhelmed? And so what we've done is we've created a customer journey. So they know they come in from this end and then they go out from that end. Because, you know, some of our guys have been with us for five or six years since we opened it. And some of them have been with us for six months or eight months. But there has to be a clear customer journey um, that they'll go through in terms of, you know, um, what they are going to get out of being with us in 365. And we're not naive to the fact that, you know, there are other things for them to learn. We're not scared about them going and learning other stuff and then coming back. Do you know what I mean at all mm. whatsoever? Yeah. Um, I've, I've run a membership site as well. <laughs> and you're right. It's, it's not quite as simple as just throwing a load of content in there and then walking yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to. <laughs> it would be. But like you say, the community aspect and the feeling that people can get yeah. help and that you're responsive and that you care, I think it's probably why people stay with a membership and less for the actual content. Is that your experience as well? Yeah. Well, our membership, we've got two sides of it. So we've got the community side of it and we've got the courses and resources side of it. Yeah. And a lot of people staying in there because of the community side of it. The, the resources are there so they can go on their, cut their customer journey as and when they want to. There, there is no timeline for them to, to do it in, but it's the community and the support in community that a lot of our guys are in there for. Yeah, so we say, as Baz says, there's two parts. So you've got the courses and resources, which we call the hub, where they've got all the workouts, the recipes, all the courses where they can learn about stuff and all planners and meditations and, you know, all gravity yoga and breathwork, all that's in there. But then the community side is where we do the advice the accountability, the support, and we keep them going on a day-to-day -day basis. So we almost call the hub like the library, and then the community is like a coffee shop slash living room. So, you know, Baz and I will go live in there three times a week. We'll have a group workout that we do. We'll have um, special guests come in each month to talk about a different subject, whether that be imposter syndrome or journaling or um you know whatever that is that's that they need we have a physio that comes in so it's kind of like an online virtual well-being center for yeah. them with everything catered for no oh, that's awesome and um are you using thinkific for the hub is that correct yeah yeah, yeah. We, we use thinkific and we, we we've had it all customized for ourselves though so it's not just the basic thinkific platform we got it all customized so that the, it's a lot easier to use yeah, we uh, we employed a guy called Rob Galvin. Um, yeah, I know, Rob, yeah. He is amazing. Like he honestly, what he's done, um, it, the hub just looks freaking amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it really, really does. Um, and he's listened to us. And what he helped us with was right. Let's not make it be overwhelming for them. How can we put this information in a way that's simple and easy for them? Do you know what I mean? To be able to use, and it just looks amazing. We're so proud of it. Yeah, uh, Rob's uh, excellent. You know, he I've worked with Rob on things as well, so he's amazing, yeah. as you say. 
did you try and set up the thinkific yourself and it wasn't doing what you were? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'll be brutally honest, as I usually am. <laughs> I um, I sent a bit of a um, a shitty email to Thinkific because I was like, this doesn't look very nice. I don't want my customers to see this. And then that's when they introduced us to um, to Rob. But um, yeah, I mean, I've worked on um, tech before, so I've I've um, been in the kind of um, before the police force I've worked in um, computers and that kind of stuff and training and fixing them and everything so I, I'm kind of quite good on the computer yeah. um, but Thinkific I really liked it because it looks so simple it looks so easy um, and I love the format I just didn't think it looked that pretty or eye-pleasing and that's where Rob came in. <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree with you on, the, on that. Think if it could, yeah, sometimes isn't the prettiest looking platform, is it? But uh, I believe they are making improvements. And, and they are. Fit. What made you choose Thinkific? Because there's lots of course platforms you can choose from Teachable, Kajabi, all these different ones. What was uh, the attraction to Thinkific? So we looked at Kajabi um and um, I can't remember whatever one it was. Wait, oh, there, there was it was Kajabi. Thinkific. Um, what we liked about Thinkific. About four different ones we looked at. What we liked about Thinkific was that it was purely just courses right. and had a lot of different integrations and also had the scale to grow it as well. Plus, I'd also seen a demo that Rob had done and I had actually seen how we'd worked on it with another company. I was like, I love that. And it was just like, yes, I want it to look like that. That's the functionality I wanted on it. I didn't want to go down the route of Kajabi because I felt like that's an all-in-one thing. I'm very much, if that's what you're good at, stay in your lane and do that. Do you know what I mean? And I feel that's what Thinkific does. It stays in its lane. It does courses. It delivers it brilliantly. You can integrate so many things with it. You know, we've now got Zaps running off it, leading to ClickFunnels and into Aweber. So it just fits beautifully within all of that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've got some really nice advanced things going on with your, your online courses. I'll have to check them out and sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we'll use something like um, ClickFunnels for the lead pages. Right. And then what will happen is um, we integrate Stripe into that, but then we integrate Zapier. Yeah. So whenever somebody signs up, we have a Zap that gets sent then to Thinkific, which will then enroll them in that course and send them the emails automatically in turn with putting them on the um, – list for Aweber so that's just the way that we like to do it yeah and you use ClickFunnels because of um, their sales pages and their upsells down sales or or for any other reason yeah I use ClickFunnels because I felt that they were the best in terms of being able to create the pages that I like the look of basically Um, I looked at some other people like lead pages but I just couldn't do what I wanted to do. I was getting frustrated. If I spend sort of an hour and I can't do what I want to do, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that one. And then I'll move on to the next one. Um, so, yeah, I really like all the reporting and everything that you can do in ClickFunnels. Yeah, ClickFunnels is like the standard, really, isn't it, for that type of yeah. funnel builder? Um, yeah, I mean, you sound like you've got an amazing little system working for you. What's, uh, what's the plan next? You talk about the business burnout, which I think, like you say, is really important at the moment because there's a lot of burnout business out there what what made you decide to get into that was it the effect of the pandemic or 
Yeah, because and also we're getting we're getting a lot of the clients coming into three six five who are business owners, who are executives, who are who are suffering with it. And I think we wanted to tailor a course for them, those guys and branch out to help these small businesses because the thing is, this country is run from small businesses. It's the backbone of this country, and I think there is a, there's a duty for us to help other small businesses to develop as well yeah and since you know I went through um my big burnout in 2017 I know what it's like I mean we we nearly lost the business Matt because you know I was not focused completely on my health and Baz and I have got the skills we've got the knowledge we've already created a 12-month program and that's what it's going to be and it will be running kind of like a membership slash course style and as Baz says you know we need to get the economy back up and running we need to support business owners who have had a rough time of it um to be able to get the economy back up and running and Baz see we see us as being part of that little cog that can can help that yeah and I was reading on your website you are you going to use the same six pillars of health that you mentioned yes yeah li- literally those six pillars of health are the backbone they are the structure of anybody's health and well-being yeah and I think if we're looking at the the entrepreneurs the business owners and we can manage their energy better they're going to thrive in their business because yeah. it, you know what it's like with martial arts it comes from that internal energy everything we do comes from that internal energy and it comes out in us and it portrays in us and it's infectious when you find someone with that energy and that passion that's why they started their business in the first place because they've got the energy and they've got the passion but the, the economy this what's happening is sort of starting to suppress that and they're putting more energy into their business and not looking after their self so they're starting to deplete their own energy levels and we we feel that if we can bring up well we know we can bring up these energy levels their business is going to thrive and they're going to start having that passion again to do what they set out to do in the first place. We call them a rock solid, abundant leader. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I like it. Like it, like it. And the, the six pillars um, that you, you kind of focus on are, are what, what, what would you describe? So num- number one is sleep. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because look, from working shift work for many years, uh, you know, running your own business, I don't know anybody that wakes up so had a bad night's sleep and makes good decisions and doesn't eat donuts and drink lots of coffee. Yeah. Um, so sleep's number one. Then we've got water um, and hydration. Then we'll have nutrition, how you nourish your body, not a diet, not a detox. It's how you nourish your your body then we look at movement so exercise that's right for you um then it's thought management um so about how your um how you address your thoughts and your beliefs and your values and then number six and very most importantly for business owners is de-stress me time how do you chill back how do you chill how do you kick back how do you relax um do you know what i mean so there are there are six pillars that's very complete. That's a lot of stuff, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's everything you need, really, isn't it? I would say. And that's, that's why they're the six pillars because it is it's body, mind, soul, spirit. Everything you need to to manage your energy and put out into the world what you set out to do. And there's lots of little branches that come off of that. So, for like, for example, de-stress me time. You know, we do a lot of breath work with our guys um, in in the yoga breathing area to help them de-stress you know, and get them out of that fight or flight and into rest and digest. So there's little branches that come off of it um, where somebody can go on a real individual customizable journey that's right for them. Yeah, that 
it sounds amazing. I think I might have to sign up for the business. <laughs> the first customer on that one. Um, so a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are, are thinking about setting up an online business or just started. Do you have any advice for them just starting out? Take your time with it. Find out what your niche wants and don't believe the stats that other people are talking about. It takes time to grow a membership. It takes time to nurture it. It takes time to grow it. You, you, you might be lucky and get that, that 500 to 1,000 members in there, which you see all these marketing people telling you what they can give you. But what I've experienced is you've just got to do it for your passion and take your time with it. Um, so I would say three things. Number one, don't try and make it perfect before it goes out. Just get it out there because you never know who you can help tomorrow. Um, test, test, test all the time. Just be testing and, and that kind of stuff. And don't beat yourself up if one lead page or something doesn't go right and focus on your journey. Um, because as Baz says, you'll have a lot of gurus out there and stuff that will be shouting at you about building a six figure business or whatever it is in like, you know, 24 hours. Uh, but just know that these things do take time um, and just focus on your journey and what you want to achieve. Yeah, that's some great advice. Um, same, same sort of advice I would I would give people. It is a journey. It does take time. You do need to understand your ideal customer niche and how you can yeah. support them and help them. Um, you've got to have a passion for what you're teaching. I think that's really important because it comes across and it's infectious yeah. if you're passionate about what you're doing. So I, I, I definitely agree with all of those. That's awesome. So if people want to find out more about your amazing courses and communities, where do they go? The uh, best place would be to come to our website, which is uh, rocksolidhealth.co.uk um, and drop us an email or we're on Instagram at rocksolidhealth.uk and also on Facebook at rocksolidhealthy. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for the chat. It's been it's been really uh, interesting, enjoyable. You guys seem like you really care about your community and, and what you're doing in the world, which is you know mega important. So I'd like to thank you for uh, coming along and having a chat today. Thanks for having us, Matt. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, Matt. No problem. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Take care.